Investigative journalism and podcasting just seem to go hand in hand, and on today's edition of Podcast of the Day, we have a fantastic investigative journalism podcast all about uh, the law and all different ideas about it. So that'll be coming up right here on Podcast of the Day, only on Anchor. I'm your host, Grant, and stay tuned for an awesome episode. Life of the Law is the podcast of the day today. It is all about investigative journalism and talking about the law and the laws that govern us here in the United States. Um, And some of the description is law is alive. Um, It thrives in how well we understand and apply it to everyday life. So the focus is to kind of understand um, what it's all about. Different cases are brought in from all around the country um, and different ideas are talked about on their podcast. Um, And they also have a lot of different elements to it. but some of it definitely includes um, some great storytelling, audio production. Um, I, a lot is put into some of these packages that they put on here. And they also started a different series to, um, in addition to their, their main podcast feed, um, it's called In Studio. And they'll talk about what went into the podcast um, on this little series that is on their main podcast feeds. Um, so it's a cool blend of talking about some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and then their actual shows too. Um, and that'll just be found on any of their podcast feeds that you listen to podcasts on. But anyways, Life of the Law is the podcast and uh, let's listen to some clips. Mr. Chief Justice, please the court. After we found out later on what they say went down, that a cop was killed and that he was supposed to have been the trigger man. This is Life of the Law. I'm Nancy Mullane. America is a country plagued by racism, culturally, politically, economically. But what about in the law? 30 years ago, Warren McCleskey, a black man on Georgia's death row, took proof to the U.S. Supreme Court that racial prejudice had impacted his trial and his sentence. McCleskey v. Kemp is the landmark Supreme Court case that nearly every law student in America studies, but few of them or us know the whole story. Life of the Law reporter Sarah Marshall traveled to Georgia to learn more about the man whose name has come to symbolize the end of equal protection under the law in America. We'll present our story in two parts. This week, we present part one, unequal protection. Now, the Life of the Law team is composed of many different people, from people who work on the production of it, um, people who are involved in reporting, um, they have scholars that help out. Um, It's kind of a full team, and it's really cool to see what they put together um, every week. So I got to speak with Nancy Mullane, and you'll get to hear the interview in just a little bit, but I wanted to preview it because Nancy was awesome to talk with, and she gave a lot of information about doing this show and what it's all about. So that's coming up in just a little bit after a couple of more clips. The house is modest, split level, the kind you could drive by without even wondering about. I park my car across the street. Betty Myers steps out of a sliding glass door. She waves and tells me to park in her driveway. Inside the basement rec room, it's hard to see. There's one small window letting in the light. A long bookshelf fills one of the walls. Dozens of framed photos line the shelves. One of the photos catches my eye. 
The man in the photo is wearing a white uniform. The name McCleskey stenciled on the front. Warren McCleskey was born on March 17, 1946. He grew up with his six brothers and sisters in Marietta, Georgia. Today, it's a suburb of Atlanta, but back then, it was a small town. Betty was Warren's youngest sister, but she was the family's oldest daughter. We kind of had a bad childhood life, at least I did, because with me being the oldest girl, uh, I had a stepfather that was rather mean to my mom, and um, there were some things I just didn't like. And back then, I don't know if you knew, but back then, people sold moonshine, as they call it, white liquor. And we grew up doing that. I mean, that was our means of surviving. People came to your house, and they bought liquor or whatever, and yeah, mm -hmm, I mean, that's, that, that was our way of living. Betty says she and her brother Warren weren't close-knit when they were growing up. They lived with different family members at different times, and Betty has been on her own since she was 15. I can only tell you what I knew of him as far as what he did, you know, behind the scenes. I don't know anything about it because my thing was I was more of a homebody person because I married in 67, been married ever since. I know he was a good person, very smart young man. Whatever he got involved with, I don't know anything about it. But it was right here in Betty's house that a legal epic began, one that exposed the limits of the Supreme Court's willingness to protect the rights of all Americans equally. The case was called McCleskey v. Kemp. It set the terms for how courts in America would consider race, and it revealed what one Supreme Court judge would call a fear of too much justice. It's impossible to know where this story will end, but maybe there are some clues in the way it began. It was May 30th, 1978. But I tell you what, what, what made me think something was going on because it was doing like a, a holiday. And I was working out here in my yard and I kept seeing a lot of old cars going around in the neighborhood and that was unusual. And it was white people and someone was dressed raggedy, you know. And I'm saying to myself, hmm, that's unusual. What's going on? That's what I'm saying to myself. But it didn't happen that day. It all happened that night, in the middle of the night. Nancy Moline is up next. I got to talk with her about Life of the Law. Um, she's a writer, reporter, um, and photographer, and has worked for This American Life, NPR, Marketplace, and a ton of other different things. Um, and she is a obviously a big part of Life of the Law and how it all gets made. Um, so she is a very cool person to talk to, and we had a lot to talk about. Um, so without further ado, here is the interview. Yeah, I'm Nancy Mullane. I'm the executive producer, executive director, host, and co-founder of Life of the Law, which is a national podcast that looks into the life of law and uh, kind of takes it away from the lawyers and brings it back to everyone else. Um, and uh, so I'm also a journalist. So I've been working as an audio journalist for most of my professional career. Uh, I reported as a contributor to all the national programs, most of the, na not every single one, but a lot of the national programs on like NPR and This American Life mm -hmm. and Marketplace, etc. Um, and then I 
kind of stopped and devoted all of my attentions and more to life of law. Well, that's, that's fantastic. So you have that experience um, being in journalism. Is that what made you want to create this podcast? I think I was inspired by the idea uh, of looking at the law. I just, I felt like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not a lawyer. You know, the first time that my co-founders and I got together and talked about it, um, one of us was a lawyer and two of us were reporters. Mm. There were three of us. And, and I, as a journalist, thought I'm not equipped, you know, to do a podcast about the law. But that was the very point, is people don't feel comfortable talking. I mean, you hire an attorney. If, if it's something even pretty minor, you think, I better get an attorney. I don't even know how to file that form with the, you know, civil, if it's a, something civil. And and, and so I think it, you know, it was always kind of let's take a look at the law from the standpoint that, you know, we don't know what those words mean. Right. You know, we don't even know the process. And I'm not even sure after five years if we've really, you know, examined that language and that process. But I think we've nibbled away at it. And, um, and, and I feel like now when somebody asks me about the law, it's like, I know the law, you know, totally. it's mine. It's mine. <laughs> so I, what goes into a typical episode for someone just getting into the podcast? Um, where should they start? You know, just pick and choose. There's 109 episodes this week. Wow. In fact, we're, we're just putting up our 109th episode. They're all evergreen. So there might be some reference to a a bill that's being considered. Um, but most episodes are really about the people. Um, it's about the people who are faced with the law in their life, whether it's an inmate in a prison trying to write their own writ of habeas corpus, which is a new term, um, or it's, um, it's a woman who was a teenage mother who uh, was charged with shaken baby syndrome and really didn't even know how to, you know, how to protect herself, right. didn't know what the law was. It's, it's, you know, so what we did was we created a, a theme, the themes or the co concepts in each one. And we put on our website, the different themes that you can look around, uh, family law, environmental law, um, you know, so that you can kind of get a sense of if that's what you're really interested in, then we probably have a few episodes that you might want to start with. And then look around because you might, like me, find out that, oh, I didn't even think about that kind of law and now I'm pretty interested. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So I think it's just, uh, it's about people. The stories are really about people. And then how the law plays a role in their life. And you know what? It is everywhere. You know, the law, when you start looking for law stories, it's like, come on, there's like too many, there's too many, <laughs> there's too many. you know, and that's even if you just look at the stories that have the word court in them. Yeah. If you take out the word court and you still are looking at the law, it's just endless. So it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I just, I'm fascinated by the stories that come to us. Um, have you had any uh, favorite episodes in particular that you would want to, to share out to people? I think actually unequal protection part one, um, we're going to be publishing part two this, this next week. Mm -hmm. But I think part one 
actually of unequal protection was, is one of my favorite episodes. Um, I, you know, when you, when you discover that a man, uh, named Warren McCleskey was executed and, and he had a reason not to be executed. Like he really had a constitutional argument why he should not have been executed. Um, and, and the Supreme Court flinched, you know, when you discover that, that, um, and, and, you know, the whole issue of race in society is so fraught and, and ugly. And, and so I think right now we're, there's an opportunity and there always is an opportunity, but I think more, even more now we're looking at, we're questioning, are we a racist society? And we know we are. And so now we're looking at, well, how do we get out of this? You know, and there may, maybe there's some people who don't want to get out of it, but, but, but I think looking at the life of a man who we had proof, you know, that, and he presented that proof to the U S Supreme court, how his death sentence was motivated and impacted by race. They had, he had the data, he had the numbers and the Supreme Court said, you know, sorry, we're not going to look at this overwhelming proof that your, you know, sentence of death in the state of Georgia was impacted by the color of your skin and the color of your victim's skin. Um, we're just going to say, you know what, uh, it's just too much. We can't, like, I think one of the justices said, it's just a matter of too much justice. Right. And you're like, wait a minute, if that had gone the other way. 30 years ago, we would be living in a potentially very different society. Absolutely, um, yeah. But what happens when we miss those moments and then we don't go back and look at them? It, and I think the whole question of when you, you know, uh, forget history, you're, you have to go back and figure it out. Well, I think that's one of those opportunities that we had when we decided to do this piece on this man named Warren McCleskey and find out who he was. And, uh, I feel like I know him and, and maybe this piece has made, has given him a little bit of justice. Mm, um, so that's, it, it means a lot to me. You can find Life of the Law on lifeoflaw.org. It's our website. Uh, we're on Facebook, Life of the Law. Uh, and then on Twitter, we're The Life of the Law. Life of the Law can be found at lifeofthelaw.org. You can also find it on any podcatcher that you use. So Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, Pocket Casts, anything that you like and love, it'll be on there. Um, and you can also check out their website for a ton more just about the podcast in general. And that's where I'm going to end today's episode. So I hope you enjoyed Life of the Law. Let me know what you thought by calling into the station and telling me your thoughts about it. If you had any comments to share about the podcast or if you have any podcast recommendations for me to feature on the show or just what you've been listening to lately. Whatever it is, I'd love to hear it. Just make sure you call in and submit it to me. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great day and I'll see you back here tomorrow on Podcast of the Day.